Since 1993, Copenhagen Modern Furniture has showcased Austin's largest collection of fine contemporary furniture and accessories. Now at Copenhagen, receive $200 off any stressless seating or $400 off stressless Mayfair chair and ottoman when you donate $50 to one of our local charities. For more ways to save, visit our showroom on Breaker Lane or go to copenhagenliving.com. Copenhagen Modern Furniture, Austin's premier destination for everything contemporary. Welcome to I Love You So Much, the podcast about the people, places, and things we love about Austin. Our podcast is from the feature staff at the Austin American Statesman, and we're sponsored by Copenhagen Furniture. I'm Austin 360 editor Eric Webb. And I'm executive features editor Sharon Chapman. In this week's episode, we'd like you to meet our November Artist of the Month, Little Maisarn. Peter Blackstock, one of our music writers, sat down with this two-piece folk band after they played a live set in our studio earlier this month. And Peter raves about Little Maisarn, which is made up of vocalist and banjo player Lindsey Verrill and bowed saw player Jeff Johnston. A bowed saw, you know, like for wood. That's right. Peter loves this band. He calls their latest album, I.O., one of the best Austin releases of the year, especially because of the sparse arrangements. And I can tell you, I sat in on their performance for us, and it really was beautiful. The saw, he also had wind chimes attached to his chair, and he would move his chair to make the wind chimes go, and it just was lovely and magical and a wonderful moment. Yes, I should say, Sharon also raves about the band after (laughs) that uh, live performance in our studio. And you can watch that performance on the Austin 360 Facebook page. And you can also read our profile of the band, too, at austin360.com. So now, here is Peter Blackstock in conversation with Little Maison. Lindsay Verrill and Jeff Johnston. Just got done having a Facebook Live session with you guys across the hall and wanted to talk a little bit more about uh, uh, how the band came to be. You all started playing in uh, 2016, is that right? Correct. Yeah. And uh, you were both bass players, uh, but in this in this band you play banjo and saw and glockenspiel and kind of whatever. Although Jeff has played the saw for a very long time. In bands, and he's known yeah. as a sawist. And I wanted to ask you a little bit about that, just sort of watching A sawyer. A he's sawyer. a sawyer. Yeah, sawyer. Is, that, is that what they call a saw player, a sawyer? I think is so. Is that where the, that name comes from? Yeah. yeah. Uh, that actually makes sense now. You yeah. Know? Um, but I, I was thinking about what's required to play that instrument well, and it, it seems really difficult for people who don't know it or don't understand how it works because how do you get the right tune i mean with a guitar you've got frets to guide you with a you know with violoncello you don't have frets but you have a fret board and you have some semblance of where you're putting your fingers to make a certain note with a saw it's like it it seems like you have to be really precise on where that's bending is that how it works yeah you're just bending it and and listening with his mind Listening. 
As long as you can hear it, you got to be able to hear it well. Is it something that took a while to really learn how to to make it sound right? Yeah, man. You know, it probably took a year or so to kind of figure it out, and then you slowly figure out other little things over the years. Mm-hmm. Other little tips. But yeah, I've been playing probably. It's getting close to twenty years, I think, for how long I've been playing the saw. Yikes! And in this band, are you? Uh, you you play the glockenspiel sometimes too. Sometimes you're hammering it. Sometimes you're bowing that as well. Uh, are you sort of uh, waiting until the moment in the song to decide which one of those you're going to pick up, or do you kind of have it worked out beforehand? Mm-hmm. There's, sometimes I can't tell which song she's playing, <laughs> so so I'll pick hey. one up and put it back down. <laughs> and you know, but that's that's just me. But uh, sometimes I'll play. Sometimes I engage in trickery. Yeah. I try to I try to play one song and then start another one. <laughs> you never know. You never know. Um, I first saw you all last year at South by Southwest, and that was kind of an amazing experience for me because you were in this upstairs bar just off of 6th Street, which is really the craziest, noisiest, Horrifying. most insane yeah. place to be during south by southwest on a saturday night and then went up these stairs and found you guys up there and it was it was kind of surreal and it was really beautiful did did do you remember much about that show and what it was like to play there i do i saw you there <laughs> I, I, I remember was, that yeah uh, there were there I, were, there I, were a few dozen know, people there yeah i think that's how tiny desk started right uh, is it really yeah i think bob boylan was at south by southwest watching laura gibson you know her? I do, yeah. Kind of fight the room mm-hmm. to play. She's very tender, delicate musician. And uh, so they ended up creating an opportunity for her to to redo her showcase at the NPR studio. And it, I guess, what started launched launched a movement. I mean, that's a, it's a good thing that you bring up Tiny Desk because that seems like, boy, that would be a perfect thing to for you all to play is that an, an aspiration to get to play there at some point oh sure everywhere we just want to play everywhere yeah i mean that that npr thing has evolved enough to where they can do you know 14 piece bands and they've done huge ensembles there too but it still seems very well suited to i played to there a, with dana what's that uh dana uh, I played there with Dana Falconberry. Oh, you did? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh... They, they film it very early in the morning. Really? It's kind oh. of a... Kind of unnatural. Uh-huh. Have you get there at, like, five or six in the morning, and they film it at seven or something. Get out to the country. And let time pass Sleep in the grass And wake up resting Would I have peace? 
You all have also uh, played in Japan, right? Can you tell me about how that happened? It was sort of an outgrowth of you being part of Project ATX6? Yeah, um, Project ATX6 sent us back to Japan to um, play at this festival in our sister city, Oita. Um, We were representing America uh, on the music stage with also Ethan Azarian. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, and... And that was the year after you had been there with uh, with Project ATX Sitch, which is a local organization that gets six musicians every year yes. and brings them to international film festivals. And I guess the the Japan show, something happened and it wasn't able to happen? There was a typhoon. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, there were also several other international festivals that you played as part of that, too. Is that right? Yes, we played at Reeperbahn in Hamburg, and we played in Toronto and in Angers, France. Yeah, uh-huh. and lots of shows in Austin. And they, their ATX Six is in full swing now with a new, their 2019 crew and. It's right, awesome. they have a different six musicians every year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's exciting. Uh, you all have have toured some in the states this year this record io came out in in may i believe is that right yes yeah we've been all over yeah and how is how has that gone what's been the reception in the places you've played oh people like it yeah they seem to like it but Lindsay booked the whole tour and so it's like-minded people and people that want to be there mm-hmm. and have that experience we went so. in to canada to this little town in northern ontario and uh, we're like uh, we're like really famous there now. <laughs> Sudbury, everyone in Sudbury knows us. Knows Jeff. Jeff's, Sudbury, yeah. Jeff's uh, Sudbury. Yeah, Sudbury. Jeff's like Jeff's like the president of Sudbury now, <laughs> basically. Um, and you're touring some more later this month in the southeast. It looks like. Um. Yeah, we're gonna go to Louisiana and Georgia, North Carolina, and Alabama. Nashville. Alabama, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's exciting. Waverly, Alabama. Uh-huh. Waverly. Where is Waverly? Is it? It's Alabama. near. It's near Auburn. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's a yeah. little town. You never been there? No. I'm oh, you gotta go. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'll add it to my list. You yeah. should come with us. Oh, you got. Yeah. It's gonna be yeah, fun. It's a great place. Uh, and for those who can't go, follow you around on the road. You're playing a lot in Austin too. Uh, in the next uh, week. Yeah, we're just trying to squeeze it in before the old uh, winter sleep. Yeah, there's that's is what I'm gonna do. I don't know. A show this Friday, the eighth, uh, on yes. uh, um, at uh, the the Driftwood Night series, which Driftwood is, Nights at yeah. Vista Brewing. Yes. Yeah, Vista Brewing Company, which is in Driftwood, uh, which ought to be a, yes. a really great place to see Little Mazarn. Uh, and then in town, Hole in the Wall next Tuesday. Yes. Uh, with Ralph favorite, White. Favorite venue. Yeah. Best venue, and Ralph is two gym as well and then there's also an, an in-store coming up in december uh december 8th at antone's record shop yes yeah have you all played there before uh no i don't think we have um they don't invite just anyone up there so we finally made the cut <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh jeff can you talk a little bit about the bands that that you were in before uh before this started in 2016 Oh, or that maybe you still play with. Well, I was in Orange Mothers for a long time with Ethan Azarian, and yeah, I still play with him. It's kind of 
turned into a, an acoustic thing, acoustic guitar saw, and Lindsay plays cello. We play every Wednesday at the Hole in the Wall. Happy hour. Like from 7 to 9, and Chris Brecht, who puts together the Project ATX6, right. always plays right before us. So yeah, Is that every Wednesday in November, or just every Wednesday continuously? Kind of pretty much Forever. continuously whenever Ethan's in town. He uh. goes back to Vermont for the summers. Mm. So he's smart like that. As long as he's lived here, he's always done that for 30 years. Yeah, and uh, you mentioned Vermont, and that's uh, one of the songs on this new record, Io. Yes. And uh, can you tell us a little bit about how that song came to be and and how how Vermont figures into to the song? Yeah, well, um, Ethan Nazarian and his family are really special people to me, to Jeff as well, and we visit them in the summertime if possible in vermont and um uh yeah i wrote that song there at their house up there the summer beautiful place and it kind of was on our first tour maybe um it just sort of struck me that you know i would show up in a place any any place really and be like oh my god i love it here i want to live here yeah and but serious, like, thought, like, I love Detroit. I was like, I want to live in Detroit. I love Vermont, obviously. I love Montreal. Just the whole being up there. And and every, everywhere I would leave, like, oh, everyone was so kind to us. And I want to live here. And the weather is great. And then we go to the next place and I feel the same way. And just kind of like, well, maybe everywhere you go, you kind of have this sort of wanderlust or something or like oh it wouldn't it be cool to stay here but but you know you can't live a life like that i mean you could i guess but i can't i guess turns out so i always just leave a piece of myself there and try to stay content with that you can't stay everywhere you leave a piece of your through really well in, in that song like that um a- another place that i saw you all recently last month was at a daniel johnson tribute and you all have been playing some daniel johnson songs over the last couple of months can you tell me a little bit about what what his music means to you and jeff you actually got to play with him at some point right yeah i got to play in his band backing him up played bass i don't know maybe five six years ago i can't remember i need to look that up but mm-hmm. <laughs> was at the Mohawk. It was really fun. Was a bunch of old friends in the band and yeah, played great songs. And Lindsay was there watching. <laughs> I was there I watching. Yeah. Watching Jeff Rule as always. But yeah, I've been listening to him since those old days. Since the 80s probably. Yeah, yeah. since the 80s. Yeah, yeah, I bought the tapes out over at Record Exchange mm-hmm. before it turned into Sound Exchange. Remember those days? Yeah, before it turned into Ty, How Are You? Yeah. <laughs> Hi, how are you? Oh my gosh. 
but there, there must be something about his his music that speaks to you or that you oh, you, you feel a kinship with it. I I mean, not even just the music is like the identity as an Austin musician. I feel much more aligned with Daniel and his uh, everyone in the orbit of that than sometimes a lot of other music that is called Austin music and it just represents kind of this sort of free form you know expression joyful like spaced out weird like sound that i yeah i feel at home you know with and um yeah and then his songs you know i mean they're just so universal in the struggle of being just being a human being a or you know, being different, or being an artist, yeah. Being an artist, or it just uh, really makes me feel less alone. Always has, and um, yeah, just kind of like thinking about his songs. Um, you know, after he's passed away, just just kind of reconnecting with that has been good for me. I mean, the circumstance of it. You know, you you don't ever want heroes to die, but they di- everybody dies, I guess. Mm-hmm. I guess we're all going to die. That's the message. <laughs> and on that happy note, this is Peter Blackstock with Little Mazarin, our Artist of the Month. Thanks, Thanks Peter. Peter. That's our show. Thanks for listening, and thanks to our sponsor, Copenhagen Furniture. Check out the Austin 360 Instagram and Facebook for more about life in Austin. And talk to us on Twitter at loveaustin 360 And please leave us a review on iTunes. It really helps people find our podcast. I love you so much. The Austin 360 podcast is a production of the feature staff at the Austin American Statesman. This episode was produced by Alyssa Vidalis. Our theme music is from local band Hard Proof, which you should definitely check out at hardproofmusic.com. You can find everything you'd ever want to know about this show and its contributors at austin360.com slash loveaustin360. And if you want to pitch an idea for the show or give us feedback, shoot us a note at loveaustin360 at statesman.com. We couldn't do this show without you, dear listeners, and we can't thank you enough for lending us your ears, your comments, and your haunting melodies. Until next week, we'll see you at the next Little Mazarn Show. Since 1993, Copenhagen Modern Furniture has showcased Austin's largest collection of fine contemporary furniture and accessories. Now at Copenhagen, receive $200 off any stressless seating or $400 off stressless Mayfair chair and ottoman when you donate $50 to one of our local charities. For more ways to save, visit our showroom on Breaker Lane or go to copenhagenliving.com. Copenhagen Modern Furniture, Austin's premier destination for everything contemporary.